0: Hi, I'm George R. R. Martin's third chin, previously known as the fourth midget who made up Stephen King's legs. Do you like history? Do you like jokes? Do you like short and succinct jokes about history and historical figures? Then follow History's Fisteries on Twitter at HistFist. You'll laugh so hard you'll annoy the other three midgets who make up Stephen King with the volume of your laughter. I should know. I left those bums four podcasts ago Follow history's fisteries And follow your dreams I know I did Hashtag three For the win Yeah Legs In a world where the timeline Is shattered
1: and every Famous historical figure Exists at the same time One publishing house Dares try reunite The greatest literary minds in history. This is the Puffin Publishing Podcast.
0: Ah, hello, are you Beatrice? Uh, yeah. Ah, yes, my name is Bram. Bram Stoke. Hi, Bram. You come
1: on real strong. Ah! Oh, God. Okay.
0: Well, I apologize. It's from me being my uh, nationality. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, what part of England did you say you were from? Ah, Wales. Yeah, I forget. The Welsh accent's really real tricky. Yes, Um,
0: my father was from Wales, but my mother was from Transylvania.
1: Well, you you never know who you're going to meet on Tinder, but you are already the best date I've had from Tinder, so let's just...
0: Well, to be honest, I'm... Give it a go. I haven't decided to send you dick pics yet.
1: Yeah. That automatically makes you the best Tinder date I've ever had. Did you like all the pictures of bats I sent? Yeah, it's better than human dicks. Would you like some,
0: uh, wine with that? Yeah. Sorry, I'm very Just, nervous. and
1: I don't, I don't want you to take any offense by this. Is this wine gonna be blood? What? Is the wine, if we order the house
2: red, is it gonna be human blood?
0: No, of course not. The wine isn't, uh, blood.
2: No, I would love some wine then. Welcome to the fancy restaurant. Can I take your drinks order? Yes,
0: uh, could I give one glass of Merlot and, uh, two glasses of, uh, the finest double-A blood?
2: Double, now, hold double on. Double-A blood. That will be
1: out in a minute.
0: Thank you very much.
1: So I thought, and forgive me here if I wasn't clear, when I asked if the wine that was going to come out was gonna be blood, I-I did mean all the not just mine. I, it wasn't just limited to this. Oh half no, of the no, table.
0: no, 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 no. The uh, AA blood is not an actual blood. It's a brand of wine. It's a white wine.
1: Why the living shit would they name it AA blood?
0: I don't know. I'm not the one who invented
1: it. Okay, but I can't help but notice that the bread basket is kind of divided evenly in two in the middle of the table, and that my half is bread and your half is virgin meat?
0: Well, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 um, I'm, I'm a bit trying to watch my weight, so I'm not trying to consume carbs.
2: Okay. Here are your drinks. Looks like you're running low on virgin meat. Would you like a refill?
0: Uh, no, not yet. Give us a few more minutes to peruse the menu. Yes. He just openly called that virgin meat. Oh, it's a house specialty. Dead virgins cooked and served as the appetizer? Well, it's not virgin meat. It's virgin cow meat. Oh, so the cow's never fucked? Well, that's sad. It's the same thing as, like, a veal. I baby... mean,
1: I don't feel much morally better about eating a baby cow than I do a human virgin, but
0: I mean, you at eat... the same time, it is different. We eat them, we die, we become... well, you die. I'm we... sorry, <laughs> you Let... say I die? Yes, of course.
1: I'm gonna give you one more chance, Brugs. Uh, what am I doing? You keep consuming human parts. And when the main entree comes out here, if it is any kind of a human, if it's a human hog tied with a fucking apple in their mouth, if it's a small baby inside a quesadilla, I don't care. If it is any kind of
0: people meat, I'm leaving. Course,
2: I deserve better. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you two that today's special is Turk on a stick.
0: Mmm. It's probably talking about turkey on the stick.
1: Right. Garson. I think I'm ready to order. What can I get you? I would like the house salad.
0: House and, salad. And uh, you
1: know what? Uh, He won't be having anything because he's about to fill up on this complimentary garlic bread. Aren't
0: you, Brum? Uh, no, thank you. I, Brum? As I, as I said, watching my weight, carbs and stuff.
1: Yeah, but nobody is that
0: fucking stingy about it.
1: If you eat this garlic bread and don't burst into flames, Wait a minute. Second mi- date is yours.
0: Wait a minute. Have you been thinking I'm a vampire this entire time,
1: Beatrice? I don't see how a rational human being could sit across from you and not just kind of assume you're a vampire. It's more than just the accent, it's the cape and the fangs and the fact that you are rolled in here in a coffin and that weird little dude next to you that you call Renfield?
2: You're doing great, Master. See,
1: that's (laughs) weird. That's the kind of stuff that you do. Oh, but Beatrice. I don't care what you do in the shadows, but when you're out here, you you got to put away the vampire stuff. Beatrice, understand I'm not a vampire,
0: I'm a horror writer. This is what we do. Oh! Yes. oh. You see, it's all so
3: part <laughs> of- THE A BITCH! <laughs>
1: audio log for Dave Tolkien. I am here uh, completing my father's lost works. He has a closet full of unused manuscripts that I am going to sort through in an attempt to find some to sell to the world that has been drastically missing the work of my father. Um, I guess let's go through it one at a time. Um, here's the first one. In and Out Again, A Hobbit's Tale. Oh, daddy, no. Oh, oh, Daddy, that's not a good book. Okay. We're not, we're not going to use that one. Uh, let's, let's just try another from the random pile. Um, let's see. Br'er rabbit and the fuck patch. Oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. No. Oh, daddy was a dirty boy. Okay. You know, let's try a different box. Um, let's see if we get some better suggestions from like a complete, maybe that was his fuck box. Um, Dick me, Bilbo Baggins! Oh, Daddy, please! Daddy, stop! Daddy was a dirty boy! Oh, Daddy, that's not good! Oh, Daddy, no! All right, let's try. Ooh, this one's big and thick. Daddy liked him big and thick. Let's see if this one's good. The Spermarillion! Oh, Daddy, why? Oh, Daddy, stop! Okay, this one tucked high up on a shelf. Tom bump a dildo in my butt! Oh! Daddy! Oh, Daddy, stop! Daddy, you were so naughty! Okay, this one looks clean, it looks nice, it looks usable. Frodo and Sam. Coming soon! Ah, Daddy, why'd you have to ruin it, Daddy? Oh, God, Daddy, this is all I have to remember you by! You're a silly Daddy! You are a naughty Daddy, no! So, I've dug to the deepest, darkest parts of this closet. And I have found what looks to be like a poem that my father wrote to say goodbye t- to me, Dave Tolkien. Dad, I didn't... Let's just, let's just read it. Let's just read it. My dearest son, our time together is precious to me. And I hope that what you remember of me are the good times, not the bad. I hope you remember the times I made you laugh, that I brought you joy, the times that we went to the park together. I hope those are the times that you have after I pass on. And I will pass on, son, a time that comes for all men. Just like my dick on oh, day!
2: Are you ever restless, tired in the morning, just can't keep it together when you get out of bed? hi i'm captain clive Cussler, professional seaman and i'm here to help you rest easier at night whether you're sleeping at home on a cruise or lost in a jungle island marooned by mutiny these 15 vhs tapes fill with sultry sounds created by me clive Custler, using the t- most truly relaxing and soothing sounds on the planet The sounds of the ocean. Here is the sound of the noble marlin on the deck of a boat. Majestic. And here is the sound of a whale, right when it has been caught by a larger whale. I'm drowsy already. The final piece that I would at least like to sample for you is my personal favorite oil tanker and barge. Alright,
3: you ready
2: to start the engine? Yeah, I'm ready, Joe. Let's start the engine.
4: Alright, we're all good down here.
2: Okay, I'm starting the engine now. Hell yeah, it's kind of. something wrong with the engine. Is there any. Oh, yeah, it's pretty ironic, actually. All you take is out of gas. Huh? What? I'm sorry. I seem to have napped off for a minute. So please, call today at 555-SLEEP-IT.
5: And now, Jack London receives the call of the wild. Hello? Well, well, yes, this is Jack London. May I ask
3: who's calling? The wild? Uh, What for are you calling me?
4: Alright boys and girls, are you ready for another cruise? arts and crafts with H.P. Lovecraft? Already or not, here's your host, H.P. Lovecraft!
6: Hello, all you boys and girls. Hello,
4: hello, H.P.
6: Hello, Timmy, hello, Janie. Today is a very special day. Tell me, Timmy, do you know what day it is?
4: Is it Boxing Day?
6: No, Timmy, you're so stupid. Janie, do you know what day it is?
4: I used to be three, but now I'm four.
6: You are growing up so quickly. Too bad.
4: Put inside my nose.
6: Uh, not enough. Inside,
4: Neither nose. do I, but that's what science is for. Experimenting and exploring brave new territories. You're a
6: very bright child, Timmy. You ought to shove more crayons up your nose now. Uh-huh. All right, but... One. Okay, Timmy, stop.
4: I'll stop counting aloud, but no, I'm still what? putting them up there. Look at them go. I'm doing this at a rapid pace. My Kobayashi, the famed hot dog eating champion. Well, I mean, well, t- 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 Timmy and Jane. Whose method is taking the buns and separating them and eating the hot dogs and the buns individually. That's a really good children, Kobayashi fact. Children. Oh, sorry, I got d- distracted. Don't, uh, yeah. don't,
6: don't make me put you in the dark demon closet again.
4: Okay, just don't bring up Kobayashi. We really get sidetracked when that happens. He's probably the greatest competitive eater of our era. Really? Honestly, even better than JP Fats McGillicuddy. The stomach expands whenever you're smaller. It doesn't seem like it should work, but it does. That's why all the world's greatest competitive the beaters are so skinny. And that's why I ate this whole turkey. Brush out the oven in one bite like a Scooby-Doo. Dude. All right, arts Dude. and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> <the> <laughs> do you actually
6: want to do arts and crafts today, Timmy? Or do you want to just sit here and talk about food and shoving crayons up your nose? I want to do
4: a combination do you want to... of all three of those. Do, do
6: you want to go back to Dr. Seuss's TV show?
4: Please, Jesus God, no. <laughs> I escaped there by the skin of my chinny-chin. We'll
6: put you back there.
4: Okay, just tell me about arts and crafts! Well,
0: good
6: news, children! We're going to be doing arts awesome and crafts today! You know what craft we're going to be doing? Finger painting!
4: Yay! I like
6: that! So, what do we need for finger painting?
4: Fingers? Yeah. Yes. Change house! Oh house. Sh- I played for keeps, bitch! Now, now! I was now. three years old! It wasn't just the soda! When did the bark get (laughs) inflamed to be you Your rapidly aging time is slowly slipping away from you, Janie. Oh my goodness! We
6: also need the deep horrors of your internal mind, and the inevitable curse that we're all going to die someday in meaningless fashions. Nature is scary.
4: I'm ready to plumb my inner turmoil!
6: Well then, that's fantastic! Timmy, go and now draw me a
4: picture. Watch as I paint my inner demons with my tiny stubby fingers. What are you painting today? I'm painting a little bit, but mostly just eating paint. It tastes pretty good.
6: Well, good. It's your inevitable end. Now, what did you finish drawing, Timmy? Let me see.
4: I'm drawing a rabbit that's breaking up my parents' marriage slowly and painfully over the course of many years.
6: That's very good, Timmy. And have you finished eating your paint? Uh, That's excellent. Do you want to see what
4: I drew? More than anything else in the whole
6: world. I drew? Cthulhu.
4: Surprise! It's Cthulhu. Real shocker there, Teach. Oh shit. How are you gonna get it now? I think I fucked up.
6: We're going to send you to the mountains
4: now. Please, not the mountains of madness. That was you, right? Yes, that was me! I'm sorry! I'm four! (laughs) I mean... Everybody knows my creature better than they know me! Oh, hey buddy, it's okay! This was
6: Lovecraft's arts and crafts show, everyone!
4: Yeah. Oh, a teacher needs a nap nap! <laughs> oh, yeah! <clears throat>
2: get out and harvest those soybeans. They're not gonna meet themselves into tofu. And oh my tarnation, who is this spectral figure walking towards me? He doesn't seem to be wearing any shoes.
3: Ooh, I'm not wearing any shoes because I'm a g-g-g-g-g-ghost. I mean,
2: that makes sense. Why would a ghost need shoes?
3: To be fair, though, I didn't wear shoes when I was alive because I'm Shoeless Joe Jackson
2: of the Chicago White Sox. The Shoeless Joe Jackson, what are you doing here in my soybean field? I need you
3: to tear down all these soybeans and build it. Build, but wait, what? Build what? It. It. If you build it,
2: they will come. Who will come, Shoeless Joe?
7: They
2: will come. I... I, well, that just happened. I'm just going to get in my tractor and go about my daily routine then. Woo oh, oh, the ghost is back!
3: I'm sorry, I just... When you're a ghost and you're transparent, your brain is transparent as well. And I forgot to tell you what to build. Well,
2: I, I asked that and you never took. What, what sorry. do I need to build? You, Shoeless Joe, what do I need to build? You
3: need to build a baseball field.
2: What? If you build it... They will come! Who will come? Who will come to this joke? Why does a ghost want me to ruin my livelihood by tearing up all these soybeans that I need to harvest? I'm it's not going to make my Oh my gosh, he just comes in and out like anything.
3: I'm a ghost. I, I can come through anything. I can walk through walls and we're outside where there are no walls. <laughs> I, I
2: figured you're walking through my soybean plants.
3: Listen, my baseball team I played for need to be redeemed if you build a baseball field in your thigh main field we will have a chance at redemption and we can free ourselves from these shackles that chain us to this earthly
2: prison if you build it they will come So if I just been divinely ordained to build a baseball field ruining my perfectly good soybean patch for ghost baseball players? I was just talking to some of the guys here in
3: baseball purgatory.
2: Oh there's a baseball purgatory now. This is a very confusing afterlife.
3: Have you thought about the vast expenses of life and death? It's a mystery. Of course there's a baseball purgatory.
2: I mostly just think about soybeans and occasionally tofu or soy sauce.
3: Anyway, you know how I said you've got to build a baseball field.
2: I'm well aware by this point.
3: I was just talking to some of the guys also on the Chicago White Sox team. We're hungry.
2: We need you to build us a Sabaro's. Do you just want me to build you a restaurant in addition to the baseball field? I was thinking
3: a fancy baseball stadium where instead of the normal kind of things that they had that served hot dogs, there's in-built Saboros
2: inside of them. You could buy a franchise. I already Make a perfectly good living doing soybeans.
3: Ghost baseball players can't live off soybeans! We need third-rate Italian
2: food! <laughs> I live in Iowa. There isn't a Sabaros for miles. Where am I gonna get a Sabaros franchise starting? Oh, wait. You don't get it. If you build it, they will come. If I build a Sabaro, they will come. You're finally getting it, you alive fuck. If I build a Sabaro, your customers will come to buy my soybeans. And don't forget that we need to play heaven
3: baseball. (laughs)
2: Yeah, no, no, right, right, but soybean, third rate Italian food, you say.
3: That's what I've been fucking thing! Build a fucking stadium! I'm a fucking ghost! Why aren't you afraid? You do what the fuck a ghost asked you to do! Build the fucking baseball field! And the
2: fucking Sabaros! Sure let's
3: Joe Jackson want some ghost breadsticks!
2: All right, Shoeless Joe, you're gonna get your breadsticks on one condition.
3: What's the condition?
2: It's all made of soy.
3: Can you also put in
4: a Lady Foot Locker?
7: Hello, I'm John Ronald Rural. To- and today I would like to read you some lost chapters from my great fantasy epic, The Lord of the Rings. These are chapters that my editor deemed unnecessary in the finished product. However, I believe that they added a whole new layer of depth to the story. Today, I would like to read you some of these missing chapters. First chapter is entitled Legolas and Gimli Go All the Way. Well, Legolas, I think we all know that this had to happen eventually. Why, yes, my fair Gimli. Don't think I haven't caught you staring at me with your bedroom eyes. Oh, my dear elf. You do not know the thoughts that have drifted through my head. All those days we rode together off into the sunset, night after night after all those battles we fought. I saw you pluck your bowstring once or twice, and I often thought, why does he not pluck my bowstring? What's all going on in here, said Aragorn as he suddenly burst into the room. Uh, nothing, said Legolas, quickly pulling up his trousers. Wah, it looks to me like you two were about to go out like a couple of nimbly bimbly hobbits in a bimble bimble yard said Aragorn rather accusingly. No, said Dimly. I was just hoping Legolas find his his car keys. His car keys, said Aragorn. Where in the bloody hell did you find a fucking car? that would have keys to it that you could drive around in this fucking godforsaken Middle-earth wasteland. To which Legolas replied, there are many high arts that we elves have not yet shared with you men folk." To which Aragorn replied, well that seems rather selfish because you got fucking Frodo and Sam walking across the fucking earth on their fucking feet and you got a fucking car. You could have gave them that could have made that trip all the more easier. Suddenly, Gandalf burst into the room and he said, men, 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 men. and dwarf. Why must we fight among ourselves when the real enemy is conniving in Mordor? To which Legolas replied, I am sick of living a lie! I think it is time we tell them, Gimli, what is really going on here. And Gimli said, but Legolas. To which Legolas replied, no, it is time. He put his arm gently around Gimli, ran his hand up and down his lover's back many times in comfort and said, me and Gimli are in love. Suddenly, Elrond himself burst through the room and said, I forbid it! To which Legolas replied, but Lord Elrond, we are truly, deeply, madly in love. It is interspecies love, I know, but it is ours, and we own it as such. Why can you not just be happy with us?" To which Gandalf put his arm around Elrond, pulled him aside for a little sage bro-down ho-down, and said, "...listen, we have thought one way for many years, perhaps it is time we thought another. You see, if we would deny love between two of our friends, does that not make us any different from the Dark Lord, who would quench all love from this great Middle-earth that we so reside in, lovingly?" To which Elrond replied, I never really thought about it that way And to which Aragorn replied Oi! Look at this! (laughs) It's your fucking car keys Right next to your fucking wallet on the table You stupid idiot It's the Puffin Publishing Podcast With TV's
5: Kevin Lanigan Gilbert Gottfried The Final Pam Dingo Bingo Scroats Jackson Joe Conroy Martin Van Buren Gerch, Peachy Keen, Jellybean, Bean, Justin Germeroff, The Incredible Melting Man, Papa and Mama Squat, John Swabin, Vern Tooley, Special Guest Sean Malarkey as J.R.R. Tolkien. Musical guest, a jar of bees, and your host, the gentle fading beams of sunlight I can barely glimpse from this dungeon. Ladies and gentlemen, the end of the podcast. Tune in next month for another exciting series of sketches about the great literary minds in history. You can follow the Puffin Publishing Podcast on Twitter at PuffPuff. and like us on facebook make sure to rate and review us on itunes that's how people find us if you liked that ad at the top of the show you can have one of your own by leaving us a five star review on itunes and letting us know and your favorite author will give whatever plug you want If you want to show the Puffin Boys a little appreciation, you can go to digitaltipjar.com and leave us a little something, something to keep the wheels greased, if you know what I'm saying. Keep your eyes peeled for Doom to You, a web series coming from Puffin's own Vern Tooley and TV's Kevin Lanigan. And here are your lucky lottery numbers for My God, The Full Moon Approaches, Don Pardo, Bursting slowly out of his skin, metamorphosing into some sort of very terrible pardo. You can find my wolf claws digging into your fucking neck, and you can find my teeth eviscerating your son. Better watch out, or you'll turn into a werpardo. Oh,
3: oh, werewolves
5: of me SPOOKY NOISES Ghosts and ghoulies and goblins and Gibbies WATCH OUT FOR THOSE Gibbies THEY'LL GET you.
1: Vibrating ring.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: Why would I do that? My dick already does that. Not no,
2: no, it's not for you. It's because the little vibrator goes against the clip and goes <laughs> Why would
1: going. I Daddy No
2: <laughs> <laughs> Coming Audio Pleasure by Justin
1: <gasps> Hi, I'm Lynn manuel Miranda, the creator of Hamilton. Go sit on a rock.
2: This has been a talkback podcast.